0: Point hammers intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get the step in. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered.
1: What is going on, people? This is fucking point
0: hammered. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: episode 80 fucking two yeah
0: how's it going buddy uh
1: i still got a fucking cold that i brought back from the dirty uk (laughs) how long ago was that a week yeah it's about a week since last thursday so a week and a day Mm -hmm. week and two days whatever my brain's fucking fried buddy Mm -hmm. but uh what's today 27th of april yeah 2013 it's fucking finally nice out do you believe it yeah First day we cracked 60, 60 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I made a mistake of going on fucking Facebook. Someone sent me a message mm-hmm. and all the fucking posts are about the goddamn weather. Why don't you assholes go out and enjoy it instead of fucking sitting on stupid <laughs> fucking Facebook posting dumb shit, you fucking cards. Been up to anything in the fucking
0: hobby since we got back from the UK? Since stoked? we got back? <laughs> yeah, I am pretty stoked. To be honest, riding that Warhammer. Hi, buddy. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to do to my list. Yeah. After after the South Coast, pulling out Epidemus. So I'm trying to figure out what to put in there. And then I really wasn't that happy with the Demon Prince. Um, and there's a couple other things I'm switching up. So we got a tournament next week. Yes. Just like a local three gamer should be fun. So shooting to have. The models done by them, but th- I'm pretty sure they won't. But I want to <laughs> paint ten horrors, okay, and two heralds of Zinch. Sure, and that'll add some metal. I'm going to take metal magic with the Zinch Bros. Yeah, and that should help counteract some of the weaknesses I found in the list at South Coast,
1: which is low strength mostly.
0: Well. Uh, I found myself not casting very many spells at all, so I'll have a magic phase. Yeah, we'll get into that. And then, instead of being really sad when I see one up armor save stuff hit the tabletop, I get kind of excited. <laughs> Put okay, the metal magic to kill that stuff. I did play a game against Legend since you've been back. Yeah, you fucking snake, trying this out. <laughs> it was fucking turn two. He conceded. It was over. <laughs> Against his VC, yeah. Had uh, the the plague drones perform awesomely, <laughs> and then the metal magic worked great. Yeah, and I did. I had a great unclean one instead of a demon prince. And sure, he worked a little better too. Okay. So the the reign of chaos, pretty pretty awesome. Might be Rolling some twelves or what? No, I mostly roll eights and nines. Yeah, which is the leadership check on 3d6 uh. and the stone thrower attack <laughs> okay <laughs> might be You're a little powerful <laughs> combined with luck of the rock yeah to be honest. <laughs> well, but he I. wasn't happy when i direct hit on his ghouls wiped out like 15 of them <laughs> with the power of corn Call fucker that.
1: he's just got to grow them back <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're there for
0: right <laughs> yeah so i offered some advice i saw how the black knights worked compared to the the Blood Knights and recommended he use them as Black Knights, pay some more, get a bigger, bigger unit because the resurrection on those things is fucking awesome. Yeah, where with the Blood Knights you can heal back like one guy per cast. <laughs> if, he, if his Lord resurrects Black Knights, he gets five per cast. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, there That's you a go. Pretty
0: big difference.
1: Yeah, and points wise, is, they're probably like half the fucking points too.
0: Yeah. So the tournament is. 2,500 points. Big Bull Falls. Yeah, I'm going to try to use a 2,400-point list and be kind of cheeky just to Mm. use my blood in the sun list that I want to use. So Uh. I'm using exactly what I'm going to use. So I'm not used to having like an extra beast of Nurgle or you know something like that. Yeah. So I'm going (laughs) to try to do that.
1: Okay. So if you win it, then you can proclaim... Yeah, you were down 100 think points. And even if you lose, it's like, well, wow, I was down 100 points. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, man. That's like the same the theory. Dogs of the what dogs and horse strategy. I have that same theory for picking fights with really big dudes. That, so if you fucking win, well, you just beat the shit out of this big dude. And if you fucking lose, well, look how big that guy is. <laughs> how am I expected to win this fucking shit? <laughs> At least I had the nuts to fucking punch him in the face. <laughs> I was explaining that to one of the volleyball chicks, and she found it rather amusing. But... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, so uh, so you're expanding the demons a bit, huh? That's cool.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. If I get those guys done, that means that list will be set through blood and the sun. And so so through it's like two months. Yeah, so I can start. I already have an idea of what else I want to work on, John. <laughs> oh yeah, I ordered the first component
1: actually. You gonna know, make some proper cannons? finally what yeah, <laughs> you didn't seem too pleased with those cannons before we went to the uk
0: no no i like those okay those are one of my favorites
1: oh okay Oh, well, maybe you're just unsure whether people would accept it as yeah. chariots is what it was but okay
0: so how are I, you doing
1: let's see well you first thing i had to do so wow. re- repair a bunch of broken models after I got back. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, nothing major, but just little small bits. You know, like the Razor Gore Chariot at the top of the fucking banner pole on it, there was a skull on a spike that m- disappeared somewhere, mm-hmm. and then uh, a couple models just had a little bit of paint rubbed off. The two of the brave shamans, like you know, at the tip of their finger where they're pointing, and it's because I use those fucking metal models. Mm-hmm. Um, to a couple minor things. The only really major we talk thing. Talk about our transports. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was kind of what I was leading into. But my uh, other than that it was just the harpy, and the harpy was broke before we left, so <laughs> I didn't have any major breakage. Just a couple small touch ups that had to be done when I got back, and mm-hmm. you know that shit could have been there before, just from normal wear and tear, playing with these models all the time. So, how'd you like the case? You well, all in it around everything. I like that nothing broke, but. I I was watching you walk around with this fucking nice shoulder strap and shit, and here's me like holding this fucking thing, and it was pretty heavy too, so uh, on the plus side, I got a really good fucking shoulder workout everywhere (laughs) I went with it, because I didn't really want to roll it, you know, even though it has the wheels, I didn't want to roll it just Just because the vibration and the damage could happen, yeah, so it was fucking heavy, and it was a bit of a hassle, but... I'm happy that it all worked out, so nothing broke. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you had any breakages either, though, did you?
0: No. <laughs> During the course of the tournament... So this is from the gameplay. Yeah. Two two of the Furies became loose from the stalactites that they were attached to. Okay. But they didn't break. They didn't they break. Were pinned, they were right? just loose. Yeah. Okay. And then I lost one tentacle, popped off. <laughs> and it's one of the ones where sometimes... Because the way I do the tentacles, they're really cemented in there. Yeah, it's like a layer of green stuff, the tentacles, another layer of green stuff, and then super glued all together. Sure. So sometimes I do it. I'm like, yeah, I could throw another tentacle in there. <laughs> so and those are that. the ones that are loose because I, you know, I just glue stick them in there. Yeah. So the way that the like the way you shove them in the foam, you know, it's really kind of thick and abrasive. <laughs> uh, so the tentacles have some given them, but so. Two of those loose tentacles that, like the extra tentacles I glued on, yeah, fell off. So, but well, that sounds one, like an easy I never fix, right? But he oh, still looks yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> and then one I glued back, and then hopefully that's the end of it. Because now I, you know, they're all on their movement trays, and I have the magnetic uh bin that i use so i you know we don't carry them around in the foam stuff right so i was happy to pull them all out of there and pack that away
1: yeah so was i get them out of that fucking case Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and then i did notice some of the tips of like the plague drone any kind of tip where i rubbed against the foam I kinda notice a little Uh, wearing off too. Sure. Yeah,
1: and I think that's what I experienced too. It's just just the tip man. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But oh uh, yeah, watching you with your case, I had the stable transport. The only time that I wished I had yours was when we we're putting them in the overhead. Ah, uh, yeah. kind of, like, jamming them in there. <laughs> <and they're kind laughs> that fucker wouldn't Cringing a little bit. Because you had the hard protective yeah. case. But otherwise, the, the foam <laughs> outside is pretty stiff. Yeah. Um, like, you can't, you know, you're not going to do much damage As long to as
1: it. you're not fucking jamming yeah, it. My, yeah, mine, <laughs> yeah.
0: I was really glad I had the strap, and I had some pouches on the outside where I could put, like, my headphones and the, yeah. the e-reader that I had. And then it was a zip-up. And you had the little claspers.
1: Oh Yeah, it turns out,
0: for some reason,
1: they weren't clasped right. And we fucking traveled all the way over there. We rode a plane, a coach. I hauled it through the airport and everything. And we finally get to the train station. And all of a sudden, the fucking case door is popping open. And my fucking army lists are starting to fall out of there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Uh, the foam, you know, the foam when it's in there is held in pretty tight, just mm-hmm. by virtue of the fact that it's a snug fit. So, like, no, f- no foam actually came out. Even the top sheet didn't come out of there. But if I would have noticed it right away, could yeah, could have. I don't think any models would have even fallen out, but it just would have been a just much bigger hassle. in there, yeah. Yeah, they're they're covered over and they're all magneted to their trays still, anyways. So no one's gonna fall out actually, but. It's not something you like to fucking see when you're walking through a train yeah.
0: station. So Okay. Um, well, but anyways, after I, the trip, yeah, you were talking about wondering if you even wanted to play Warhammer uh. anymore. <laughs> That's pretty low motivation, I would say. Um, have, you, have you bounced back? I don't remember
1: really feeling that way. I do remember feeling just a bit frustrated with like the Beastmen and the build because it's you get it to a point where it's just routine. You're going to go through the same motions pretty much every game or the same two or three motions depending on your opponent and you know just based on which way your dice roll whether you're going to win or lose like by turn two so it's kind of a fucking it's just monotonous at this point to play beastmen like that so mm-hmm. um, one of the things i've been working on though i did just finish painting a second level four great brave shaman so now i'm going to try running two level fours for a while which means i'll drop the beast lord the rest of the list will mostly stay the same um we'll see that'll be for the big bull falls 2500 point tournament and if it works well then i'll probably do that for blood in the sun as well you know my original goal for blood in the sun was to get the doom Bowl finished but now it seems like fucking most of the armies are rocking double cannon and a doom Bowl does not seem like a good proposition in a double cannon heavy environment so That's where I'm going to go with that for now. Um, Mm -hmm. But then as soon as I got back, I somehow stayed focused on finishing that level four, um, but I also started painting a little bit on the next Orctonian. So uh, the next Orc of the Realm (laughs) almost got his board on. I've been coming up with some pretty sweet ideas for the Grail Orcs the orcs errant (laughs) the orcs at arms (laughs) the questing orcs (laughs) i was sitting at work just cracking up thinking about these kind of things (laughs) but it's a lot of fun but i do have a bunch of cool ideas turning some uh using some black orc bodies and mounting them on there and um some of the some of the boar heads have armor so you can mix them up that way by doing a unit with all the armored heads Mm -hmm. um don't give them helmets. Just give them like weird hair and <laughs> just <laughs> tied back hair, just like the knights errant have. <laughs> Same way for when I do the orcs errant. <laughs> Should be pretty entertaining. But um, so I've been having fun with that. Like I said, the boar is almost painted. I got all the heraldry work done. I got the boar's fur, his skin as well. Uh, those are all done, and then doesn't leave too much. Just the metal work, really. Um, and uh, yeah it's fun though it's nice painting something interesting you just randomly pick up colors and fucking start painting you don't have to follow any set formula I really really am enjoying that Mm -hmm. Um, I did go and pick up a bunch of yellows and greens. So now I own every green in the new GW range. (laughs) Figured if I'm going to be painting a lot of orcs, and I want everybody's skin tone to be random and different, every green in the fucking list is going to help out quite a bit with that. So, Mm -hmm. Other than that, I got the last five miners that I was working on for bragging rights half done. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably finish those guys up in the next couple weeks here. We'll see. Mm As long as I can for some reason keep painting on them we'll get to that in a bit but I did some model counts of my all the models I have painted I have 220 beast men painted and I have 226 dwarves painted oh boy so I still have more dwarves done than I do beasts <laughs> even though I've been only working on beasts or not only but mostly for a long time so that's pretty entertaining mm-hmm. um, based on how much effort I put in I don't feel like I have shit done so <laughs> like 5 years of effort 220 <laughs> models more than that even because I started that army in 05 so like eight years since I started painting hey, Beastman Beast <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> and I have 220 models finished <laughs> that's
0: a fucking joke dude <laughs> still plugging away man
1: yeah anyway that great bray I, I painted up the plastic one what a fucking hassle you know don't i did try some new shit on his skin tone i decided f- fucking to hell with it i'm just gonna do something funner with him so i came up with a new skin tone for him something i haven't done it's based on the old uh, gw desert yellow cover color mm-hmm. um and then the rest of it though like the blues had to match the wood stuff had to match so tedious to paint those models they're super 3d it's just um the way they come together you know so you yeah,
0: don't ask me that peel is though yeah, with those 3Dness. No, I agree. They weren't able to do.
1: Yeah, it's a very cool looking model, but I'm a real dipshit for assembling it completely. I got, I bought it. I got really excited, so I assembled it, and then I had to paint it. And what a fucking bastard trying to get behind shit. Mm-hmm. So um, I always
0: assemble. I don't give a yeah.
1: shit. <laughs> it turns out though, it just makes more it's work with them and
0: fucking more shields on <laughs> straight away.
1: More work and more stress, dude. Oh, you actually paint the shields while they're attached to? Yeah. Fucking hell.
0: There's never been anything I haven't painted. Yeah. <laughs> on Assemble. <laughs> okay. Let's
1: uh, talk a little bit about listener feedback. We had some, a few people. One big shout out to Henry Poor from New Zealand. Uh, he sent in a donation, dude. That's greatly fucking appreciated. We've been considering getting some more some new equipment, some new mics, and a new mixer. So uh, we'll fill that in the fund. At the very least, it'll go towards helping us get some more dice together to fucking dish out. So thanks, buddy. Bro. bro, we fucking appreciate that shit a lot. All right, so we got an email here. This went to my personal inbox, but uh, it's from Chris. Chris. Capsner, I don't know, he he addressed the email, let me show you this, see if you get a kick out of it. Hi Dave. Hi Dave. <laughs> so, am uh, not sure if he really intended to write the Point Hammered podcast or not, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but if you read the email, it turns out he did, but uh, so he's been a listener for a long time, he uh, thinks we're hilarious, and, and we've met him at the North Star, so that's cool. Yeah, I know who this dude is actually, but he wanted me to give a shout out to their gaming convention that goes on up in Duluth, it's called Berserkon. Uh, it's over Memorial Day, so that's May twenty fourth and twenty sixth at the Convention Center right on the lake. Um, there's hotels, restaurants, and entertainment all around there. So check out Berserkon. That's b e r s e r k o n dot and the forums linked from there for, for more information. Looks like there's going to be fantasy events on Friday and all day Saturday. Um, I don't know. Should be a good time. If you're interested, you're able to get to the Duluth area, check it out. That's a bit of a fucking haul for us boys, but yeah, yeah. anyways, thanks for writing in, Chris got some new dice coming. I got, um, got them on order now. They're actually on pre-order because the fucking well, dice uh, aren't yet available. Black ones or what? Yeah, we're all out of black ones, and we only have about 20 to 30 of the other two colors left. So I'm going to order like 200 black ones, maybe 100 of each of the other ones. And, uh, sure. Yeah. Actually, looks like we got a few emails. Uh, Byron Ord wrote in about black lining. I'm going to review that and fucking before I talk about it on here though so but we'll get to that thanks for writing in Chris Morris wrote in talking about primer he's just wondering what brand of white spray primer we use um, and then just because he'd rather get an answer from us than some fucking boner on Warseer so <laughs> I don't ever fucking use white primer I do have a can of Armory white primer sitting there the only primer I ever use is Armory and that's just because it's cheaper than g at the game store and seems to work exactly the same but mm-hmm. I'd imagine you're on some kind of Krylon thing
0: uh, actually I actually use Valspar wow. since the the spray paint line switched at but Krylon any of the Krylon primers work really well yeah and then the Valspar primers work really well the, I bet the white probably works a little better they have like this new double color formula for all the val- the Valspars there just seem to be the colors a little more vibrant yeah it goes on a little better but yeah I don't use white primer either I use gray primer. Uh. Gives you a nice neutral color to start with. Sure. Um, But that's just for one off models. Generally, for the primer, I try to match whatever the most predominant color on the model is going to be. So for the Demons, I use the dark blue and a light blue primer. And on the Wood Elves, I use like a khaki colored primer. Yeah. To start with, so. I think I've
1: only ever used black. And I really, I started doing that on the dwarves because they had so much metalwork and chainmail. And then when I moved on, that was just what I fucking had around. But
0: I think you should give gray a try. For the beasts? Yeah, for anything. Yeah. Try, try it on an orc and see. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they the kind of the lighter colors will probably come out a lot better i mean the gw paints the coverage is a lot better than it used to be yeah or framing over or painting over black compared to white or something would be a very big difference it's less of a difference now but i'm sure there still is a difference
1: yeah well you know when i base coat it's fucking it's a proper thick base coat i don't leave any of whatever the undercoat is anyways so i don't really i should try it just to see if it would make a difference but i don't suspect it would make a difference either way what color i prime the model but i'd be curious to see one way or the other Mm -hmm. i mean i'll try that that's a that'd be a good test for the fucking orctonians um sounds like chris has been having some bad advice with the gw white primer coming out watery um Mm -hmm. he also has tried the army painters black and white but he discovered that the Army Painter ones are now paint primer, not just primer. So he wants to switch away from that. Mm. So, and he's also not a fan of the GW Base Coat paints because... Or you can't paint them on because the painter primer is kind of a gloss, so the paint doesn't stick to it too well. So mm. I think if I was looking for something cheap, I'd go check out the Krylon sprays, though. That's where I'd start. Just go to the craft store, yeah. fucking Lowe's or something.
0: Yeah, like a Lowe's or a Fleet and Farm. I think I can't remember offhand, but they're a lot cheaper. GW, yeah, half the cost.
1: I I got in the habit of using those fucking armory ones, mostly because they're there. They're in the game store, so you feel like you're <laughs> buying a fucking you know proper thing for for minis. But fucking hell, anything's gonna work. So mm-hmm. probably be half the price to go get the Krylon. So yeah, this is a good fucking conversation for me to have to get that fucking shit going too. So all right, let's uh, wrap up. Listener feedback. Like I said, next time I'll get to Byron's email about blacklining, but, uh... Oh, we got a naughty! Naughty kitty. Bully's well, mad because I blocked off the fucking ceilings from his punk ass. So now he thinks he thinks when you open the door, he can fucking shoot out like a little lightning bolt. <laughs> Disappear, little bastard. So, uh, you been fucking watching? Listening to anything? Or did you read anything cool, or what?
0: Well, on the flight over, I read Neuromancer by oh, William Gibson. yeah, yeah. Have you read that one? No, not yet. It's kinda like a classic sci fi novel written in the eighties and he coined a lot of terms like cyberspace came from this novel. (laughs) So there's like a weird like three D internet kind of thing and (laughs) kinda like a kinda like a heist type novel, sort of. Yeah. So it's pretty good. It's kind of a it's pretty quick read, pretty interesting. And then I read a canticle for Leibowitz. Uh, yeah, he bummed my Leibowitz after I yeah. finished it. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's a pretty good book. Yeah,
1: it's interesting fucking ideas. It doesn't feel like it goes anywhere very fast, but yeah, it's more about the interaction and the people and just the general world they're living in than it is about. You know yeah like a i story. think you
0: tell this written in like the 50s yeah <laughs> the sick, just the pacing is a lot slower yeah. yeah which is fine sure um there's a lot of religious stuff in there i'm not into that but i it's, thought that was fine too it's
1: kind of an interesting religious carryover though you know mm-hmm. so it's not so much
0: i like thought the today. ending was pretty good
1: yeah you could kind of see it coming <laughs> <though>. <laughs>
0: like, i don't think i've seen that addressed anywhere else and of course that's how it's going to be yeah (laughs)
1: well it was it was cool because it takes place in you know three phases over I don't know twelve or eighteen hundred years or something
0: yeah I think they're like seven seven hundred years apart or something
1: yeah so it's like first they're just in a real shitty age where they have no technology and monks are just transcribing books to keep information alive. So then cut to the next section where they're starting to discover technology and mathematics. And And some asshole actually... Muskets. Yeah. yeah, Figuring out electricity. Yeah. Yeah. And then some guy figures out how to make a light, one of the monks, and then cut to the future where it's like today times in Mm -hmm. terms of technology. And then... I won't fucking give it away in case you want to read it, but I liked it. It was good. Mm -hmm. While we were on the plane, I also read uh, Brave New World by Huxley. Never read that, and uh, also written way back when, and you could tell (laughs) because it's a story that just not a lot happens. In but once again, super
0: interesting ideas. It's like Do they uh, have uh, computers that use little paper printouts and stuff? Like the little... Yeah, punches? it was funny. Cause Cause he's, it's funny to read those yeah, kind of that, features with the... Like,
1: what he thought the future would be, uh-huh. and that's where we're at now. And he's like nowhere close. There's some things that are just like so far off, mm-hmm. you know, but... I guess if you don't have that kind of imagination or how the fuck could you even predict it but I thought it was a really good book it's like socialist utopian future where everybody's fucking happy all the time and that's like the goal in life I so
0: correctly everybody's banging everybody oh uh, yeah is a lot that of, the case
1: a lot of promiscuity going on yeah um, soma is uh, the drug you take whenever you have a mood or a thought that you just like to make it go away <laughs> pop a little soma and the more you take the more you zone out so it's, it's pretty interesting I think there's a it was a strokes song about Soma as well. But mm-hmm. after that, I started reading 1984, which I'm about three quarters of the way through now. I've re- I read that one like in high school or something, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool because it's also one of these socialist futures, but it's very totalitarian and non utopian. So it's the other version of fucking Huxley's Brave New World. You know, everybody's fucking shitty all the time. The party's super oppressive. And having read it once upon a time, there's so much shit I forgot about it. There's just tons of shit going on in that book. And they're always. Like, Winston Smith's always up to some shit, so... (laughs) It's pretty entertaining. I like it a lot. If you haven't read it in a long time or you've never read it, I strongly recommend it, so... In terms of shows, I'm still fucking listening to a lot of Robert Kiyosaki audiobooks.
0: (laughs) Uh, I thought you'd given up on those, because they're all essentially the same. Well... think about that?
1: I wanted to re-listen to the big book of real estate, um, because... Really, it's just chapters by different people who specialize in different parts of real estate and investing. So, um, there's a few of them that really got my brain working. So, I went out and refinanced my house. I pulled $37,500 in equity out of this bitch. <laughs> now I'm looking to make some fucking property <laughs> investments. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see if I can make that happen. But uh, that's the Hastings properties future right there. <laughs> I've been talking about this for years. But this week I was on prod support at work all week. So, you know, we do a rotating support schedule. Mm-hmm. Goddamn is one of like the worst fucking things of your life. you come back from vacation, you're a bit stressed, you have to catch up. Plus, you have to do all this bullshit. It's just... I almost fucking just quit my fucking job. I hated it so bad. So it's whenever I get really down on my job, I get really into the thought of investing in real estate. So <laughs> other than that, I've been watching The Wonder Years on Netflix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking some quality Kevin Arnold. I'm sure most everybody's uh, familiar with that, but that's kind of the fucking warm, fuzzy show. And then Ginger will actually sit there and shut up and just watch it for a while. So that's good.
0: One thing I did watch before we went to the UK was... In my final, my final painting frenzy yeah. before the army was done was uh, that Caprica show. Sure, it's available on Netflix. Yeah. so that's like a loose Battlestar Galactica prequel. Cool, yeah. That show is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we were talking I was about. Really it on surprised the trip. <laughs> that, like the it's pretty interesting. Obviously, there isn't any spaceship battles or anything like that. <laughs> so maybe that's why people thought there'd be more robots fighting. <laughs> But the, the story and stuff is really interesting. Yeah. And it's, you get some of their version of the internet, which is kind of interesting and kind of the origin of the Cylons. Ah, uh, sure. And I thought it's like maybe 17 or 20 episodes or something. Yeah, there's
1: only one season on there.
0: One season. Some of it, it's interesting because they jump around to certain characters. So it starts out with like these teenagers... And then, like, in the middle of the season, it goes for, like, three or four episodes where you don't even know what the fuck's going on with those teenagers because <laughs> it's all about <laughs> the parents. And, like, one of them is, uh, like, Adama's dad is one of the main characters <laughs> yeah, like the Adama family. Sure. It's kind of cool because you get some really good background on the different planets. There's, like, Caprica, and then there's two other ones. One's, like, a real religious planet. And then one is like a real... Like a third world planet. Yeah. It gets exploited. (laughs) Like the Caprican corporations set up like dictatorships and stuff for it. It's real interesting. (laughs) That's where the Adamas come from. Is like a real mafioso crime planet. But... Anyways, like, the finale is really awesome. Yeah. And then, like, they do, like, previews for what the next season's going to be. And you're like, holy shit, that would have been fucking awesome. Had they actually done it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then, like, nah, <laughs> no, let's, just, let's just call it. It looked like in the second season, there would have been robot fights then. Maybe some spaceships? I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: Um, probably would have required a lot larger budget. <laughs> so I'm assuming they're, like, yeah. sci-fi channels, like, nah. Just not just getting that bad. many watchers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, they fucking end every show right when everybody's fucking into it. Mm-hmm. Although the problem with it now is you can watch it years later and be like, God, this is fucking good, and it's just gone years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so I uh, recommend. That's worth worth checking out. Yeah.
1: have you? I watched The Vikings, which is the History Channel show. I've
0: seen a few episodes of that. Yeah. I've
1: been enjoying it. It's pretty good. Um, if you're into Vikings anyway.
0: We missed, because originally it coming on after Walking Dead. Yeah. And then we missed an episode, mm. and then we're just like, yeah alright yeah I guess we're not gonna watch it anymore
1: well, it's kind of frustrating because the year old guy is like this super fucking cliched asshole like you know wealthy fuck who just kind of lords it over everybody and mm-hmm. does real asshole things that's like
0: their the chieftain yeah he looks like an '80s porn star. Yeah, long hair, '70s, '80s. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it's good. It's worth a watch. It's it was on Hulu for free, but I think they they time out after a while and go to Hulu Plus. So I don't know if you can still see them all on there, anyways. But I've been really enjoying that as well. So let's talk about fucking events, tournament events. So we mentioned Big Bull Falls is next weekend. We're gonna fucking be there. Roger's gonna be a hundred points shy. He better not fucking win this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bragging rights. Uh, So we fucking bailed, right? That's the word on the street? We're done?
0: Yeah. What were your reasons for not wanting to go?
1: My reason was a 17-hour drive. I would have rather flown. Also, my reason was going on another Warhammer vacation is going to cause a lot of girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) grief and drama. So um, there... If I thought about it, though, I would get pretty excited about just hanging out with everybody and going out and having fun, so it wasn't all me wanting to bail. I did have a bad encounter at South Coast with one of the ETC guys uh, in a game, and I don't know. sounds like that's pretty standard for ETC. Now, I don't know well, if... Yeah, yeah.
0: whenever if, you talked about it, everybody else would bring up their ETC Yeah, horror, horror stories, stories.
1: And, and say that's common for how, you know, the play is done and the games go. And I don't know if that would carry over here to the States. And, you know, the TOs for that event have come out and said, no, that kind of shit isn't tolerated. Those kind of attitudes aren't tolerated. But if I'm going to drive 17 fucking hours, dude, like, i want to know I'm going to have fun. So, mm-hmm. um But mostly it was a 17-hour drive issue. (laughs) I'd rather pay two or three times as much and then fly out and relax and get drunk and whack off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What about you?
0: Well, I kind of turned against it because leading up to South Coast, I ended up taking time off to get painting done. Ah, sure. So I took eight half days uh, in the two weeks beforehand. So that's four days of PTO. And then I got sick... For two days uh, So basically those were the days That I was planning to use To go to bragging rights sure. So I don't have the PTO available anymore Okay. And then Yeah there is kind of a cost issue I have jury duty in May <laughs> So I have pay to go for to jury duty though? Well I have to go to a wedding In North Carolina Originally we are going to drive uh, And I was only able to get two days off of jury duty <laughs> So now I have to fly out there so, that's... I don't have the PTO days available anymore. And then, talking with Ruins and Gerald, they ran into an uh, issue at Adepticon. They kind of had their reasons for backing out as well, but you can listen to Skull Bros. Awesome. Yeah, they'll talk about that shit. Northstar opened up now, yeah, so I you can that. get
1: in on that. 65 bones first weekend in November, I believe. I'm about to pay up. I'm going to sign up tentatively with Groger's. Mm, really? Yeah. I want you push it
0: orctonians man
1: Uh, no because this is not because i'm no Joe rogers (laughs) (laughs) even if i did i couldn't get it done and it would fucking kill me so um so yeah i'll be signing up for that probably before this weekend's over get my name on the list tentatively with ogres be the first big outing for the ogres if i actually get it done i was looking at my list so i fucking did come up with a 2200 point list i think all i need to do four or five models for it so sadly one of them is the fucking Gorgon
0: you're giving like a 50-50 chance of getting it done (laughs) yeah
1: well I don't want it to be a chore if it gets to be a chore then my life's gonna suck so as soon as it stops being fun I'm done with it so Mm -hmm. um, some of these fuckers that turn their whole life over to it I don't don't get that but I did get an email from Tim Royers, who's the bro that runs the Bug Eater GT, Mm -hmm. asking if I or if any of you guys want to come out. That's the one in Nebraska, May 31st to June 2nd. Uh, That's the one that's out in Omaha. I was thinking... You know, it really wasn't even on my radar, and then I got the email from the bro, and I'm like, oh, man, I could probably go with that, but it is going to be a PTO issue for me as well. I just can't take the time off, because I've already gone to Hawaii and England this year, so I've really <laughs> fucking eaten up a lot of days. Uh, that was another reason I was really happy that we decided to fucking poop out on bragging rights. Sorry, Tim, but anybody that's interested, get out there. It was a fucking good tournament last year. was well run, and... uh A lot of cool people Not the same fuckers You meet out this way either So different Mm -hmm. batch of folks Cool That's that Let's fucking take a break And then we will talk about Our trip to England In the South Coast GT Yeah Yeah So we're gonna fucking talk about our vacation and the south coast gt i think the best fucking way to handle this would be chronologically i don't much fucking like know any, bro.
0: much like all of our other reviews for anything wait, wait, chronological. Well, sometimes we end up all over the fucking place so this time <laughs> some notes bro <laughs> yeah gearing up i did in fact finish the initial 2400 points of demons like i said earlier took a A few half days in order to get it done, but the last (laughs) two weeks were pretty, pretty wicked, pretty grueling. Like my schedule was like two nights sleeping about four hours, and then one (laughs) night of like like a full eight hours sleep. And the final run up was pretty, quite brutal. Brutal, (laughs) like that Saturday before Kelly came over. And so I hung out with her and everything, and I knew that I, I, I was sitting pretty good. I, I was going to get everything done. Yeah. But you, you still tend to underestimate what it's going to take. So I <laughs> got a full night's sleep, which was good. But so Sunday, got up about 9 in the morning, and then Kelly hung out for a couple hours, then she took off, and then the real painting work began. <laughs> the muscly arm painter. Yeah, so I was finishing, like, the, like the carapace stuff on the fucking beasts, plague drones, drones yeah. No, the beasts were done i just had the plague drones yeah go, but they have the carapace and then it's on the wings and the claws and the claws are double-sided and the wings are double-sided and yeah. it was a real nightmare um anyways so stayed up through sunday night didn't go to bed <laughs> went to work at eight in the morning monday i worked for four hours came back And had lunch and popped out all the foam, the foam squares and stuff that everybody was supposed to go into. So at this point, you hadn't even made sure it all fit in your case? Well, I knew it was all going to fit because I had a couple of foam sheets and I spaced it all out. Okay. And then figured out what additional foam things i needed like i needed more tall ones yeah because of the beast and and the plague drones are big no matter how you sit them in there
1: sure and you already had those on hand so it wasn't a yeah, problem yeah
0: i bought them like two weeks prior okay so uh that monday afternoon i spaced out how they're all gonna fit in there <laughs> and it actually was close like i had to in the big um in the big the tall inserts i had to You know, there's like little dead spaces where you're not, you know, it's just foam. I had to pull out some of those to put more plague letters in. (laughs) So I just barely had enough room for plague letters. (laughs) I had to double up in the BSB slot I had to put the last plague letter in there. So there's (laughs) two in there. Uh, But they're plastic, so you put a couple in there. It doesn't matter. They really rub against each other. So that all fit in there. And then started working on the basing. And... So that went through all the night to about 4.30 in the morning (laughs) on uh, the day we're supposed to leave. So I got about two hours of shut eye and then went to work at (laughs) 8, worked till noon, and then when I got back, uh, I had to put some uh, pigment on the the bases quick, and then I packed them all away.
1: It wasn't even dry when I showed up, was it? What the hell, man? I didn't know you were still no, working on it, it dry. that late.
0: <laughs> like I just said, to put some pigment powder yeah. for the final oh, okay. bit of the basing. Powders, Powder so sure. it was just like a dust. Yeah. Put them away, packed everything that I needed, and then basically had enough time to print out the directions. Uh, from Heathrow Airport to Portsmouth, yeah, <laughs> and then that was it. So I left a pile of dishes for Freddie, <laughs> some stuff in the fridge. Didn't have any time, dude. Priorities, dog. Started, started the journey. <laughs> yeah. I you know
1: I had a bit of a fucking snafu because it was raining pretty fucking good, and back back then we still had a ton of ice on the on the ground. So my driveway had these like ice sheets on the side, and it rained a fuck ton. So a part of my yard and my driveway flooded out, and like all this water fucking rushed into my garage. I had about <laughs> four inches of standing water against my far garage wall. So before I went to pick you up, I was like half an hour late. I had to go to Fleet Farm, purchase a yard pump drag out the hoses and, and get a timer set up and actually try to get this water <laughs> pumped out of my fucking garage. Then I just fucking got it all set up and bailed, sent Ginger a fucking message saying, make sure that you fucking deal with that pump when you get home. <laughs> 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 she was not very cool with but mm-hmm. So anyways, I thought the flight went really well. We flew United. It was solid.
0: Yeah, so, well, so the t- <laughs> trip started with like about a three and a half, four hour drive yeah. to the airport. Yep. Got there. That's smooth. Yeah. out. And then the flight was overnight It was like 9pm Leaving And then we'd arrived 11 11. I think it was just after
1: 11 in the morning We arrived And then From there It was a matter of figuring out How the fuck do we get to the (laughs) Took
0: a Coach
1: Yeah first we had to take a big fucking bus Then that took us to a train station mm-hmm. so then we wrapped it, rocked the train all the way down to portsmouth from Woking to portsmouth and then we fucking had to cab. catch a cab <laughs> yeah
0: so that was like a 30 hour journey i don't know
1: it was fucking fr- i think it ended up being like 18 hours or something like that but because mm-hmm. you got to count for the time difference but
0: yeah. Unfortunately, long fucking journey yeah I'm a I'm a belly sleeper, so on the plane, I was not really able to catch up on any sleep. <laughs> despite nine hours with
1: nothing, or I think the flight there was seven hours, 44 minutes, yeah. but despite that, <laughs> you couldn't make proper Toss use in, of it. turning. And we ended up being right by the fucking bathroom. There's this really crazy old lady on the plane that wouldn't fucking leave me alone. You remember yeah. that? You got a live one, bro. Oh, yeah. She wanted to join the Mile High Club. She was like fucking 30 years younger, I'd have considered the it, but... Club. Yeah. She fucking started asking me my birthday and while she was in the crapper, she figured out my astrological (laughs) information and then she came out and just stood by me talking about it for a while until like the stewardesses were trying to get by or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there trying to read a fucking book. She seemed like a nice old lady, but geez Louise, (laughs) Mm -hmm. she says she's convinced that I should fucking write a book because she says that it would be, it would, it would be popular based on the sign I was born under. (laughs) (laughs) So... I did start a very feminine vampire novel. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, anyways, Mm -hmm. we got to the fucking B&B finally. Yeah. And Raj just crashes right away like he was done. Mm -hmm. And it was, I don't know, it wasn't too late in the day, maybe like four in the afternoon or something like that. Mm -hmm. So Raj crashes, and I decide I'm going to take a walk to see the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. So I end up walking for about two hours Get fucking rained on. I walked just miles, dude. I walked all the way down to the town center, trying to find a phone at the time, and went to the fucking Asda, which is actually owned by Walmart, so it's almost exactly like a fucking Walmart. Mm -hmm. Bummed around in there, talked to a bunch of people. It was fucking... It was interesting. It would have been a lot more interesting if it wouldn't have rained. And it was fucking cold. It was like 38 degrees by Almost the time got I got back. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'd, all I had was a sweater and a hat and these thin little shitty gloves. So I froze my ass off too. But it was cool. I ended up getting lost in these neighborhoods. I was just walking around back there. If people are giving me really fucking weird looks. <laughs> it's kind of fucking taboo to have your hands and your neck tattooed over there. So when you do that, people stare at you every fucking place you go. So like it was here about five or ten years ago. But, um, yeah, so I got a lot of weird looks. Freaked a lot of fucking old ladies carrying groceries out. And uh checked out the area, though. It was cool. Um Came back like two hours later thinking, Roger's is probably hungry. He's probably wondering where the fuck I'm at. <laughs> Turns out he's still fucking completely crashed out. Mm-hmm. Um what do we get for dinner? We had some. Is that when we did Chinese the Chinese? Away. Yeah, we got some duck curry. Yeah, <laughs> I had just some kind of chicken Chinese food and sauce, and it was so bland compared to Chinese food here because just mm-hmm. loaded up with fucking sugar and salt here. But
0: yeah, mine was alright.
1: Uh, you were picking the duck out of there. <laughs> it yeah, didn't seem. It's pretty shady. It's very duck. appealing. Yeah, I thought it tasted fine, but <laughs> so anyways, uh, Thursday rolled around and fucking. Crispy Rick came, who we've renamed Chippy Rick. <laughs> him and Diesel came and fucking picked us up and uh, took us around. Mm-hmm. That was fucking pretty awesome of him, so it was much appreciated. We went out to yeah, Stonehenge definitely. first. Yeah, was-
0: good to see how bad of an idea it would have been if we rented a vehicle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we
1: wouldn't have fucking survived. <laughs> I almost got ran over like three times when I was taking that walk because you come to a roundabout, and it, my instinct is just to look the fucking wrong way. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, and then like they're cars are zipping through there yeah they're like, spinning in circles i don't know if they're gonna turn yeah
1: <laughs> what the fuck's going on right
0: away whatever
1: yeah not used to that at all so I, it wasn't so bad when we finally got to london because it's painted on the ground which way to look <laughs> yeah
0: it's pretty much straight there <laughs> yeah
1: but holy shit man out in i guess it was like portsmouth horndine area it was fucking bad business but mm-hmm. so anyways we went out to fucking stonehenge it's pretty cool checked it out it's yeah. a nice fucking pair of thong bag panties sitting on the ground. Yeah. I got a pick of that somewhere. <laughs> People sneak out there to fucking bang in the middle of the night. It's like
0: sandwiched between two highways. So it's like in a triangle. Yeah. Made by these highways. Yeah. And then on the opposite side is like a field filled with sheep. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's it's still kind of out in the middle yeah. of nowhere. It's one of the few places you didn't see houses everywhere out there. Mm. So The locals were startled by the Bray Scream. Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that you that started yeah. the Bray Screaming out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a crazy old. Ah! <laughs> people are fucking looking at shit. There's a crazy old lady out there dressed up like a druid with like a goat skull on the end yeah. of a stick and shit. I'm surprised she didn't try to give me my fucking astro- astrological
0: sign as yeah. well. Might have been the same fucking lady. I'm surprised you didn't react more interested in your first Bray Shaman that you'd ever seen. (laughs) That's more like a fucking Empire Beast Wizard, dude. (laughs) Running a double-headed
1: griffin. It's not nearly as entertaining as a fucking beast, man. (laughs) Um...
0: Yeah, then we checked out Portchester Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah, then we awesome. went
1: back to Portsmouth to the Portchester. It was fucking cool as shit, dude. Mm-hmm. First finished in 230 AD as a Roman fort. <laughs> and then, like, 900 years later, they added this castle keep section to it. It was fucking insanely cool. Mm-hmm. and then like even diesel and ricky thought it was fucking amazing <laughs> and, like they've lived there their whole lives you know? so it was, like Dude, i didn't even know this shit was here this is insanely cool my girlfriend would love this <laughs> mm-hmm. like bro it's fucking awesome yeah that was one of the coolest things we saw the whole time i was there i'll say that so it was oh we forgot to mention the proper english breakfast at the b&b oh uh, yeah so she fucking she's like you guys feeling english today you want a proper english breakfast yeah bring of course it. we're like sure so it's like baked beans, some sautéed mushrooms, a stewed tomato, big piece of ham that she called bacon, <laughs> um, yeah. toast, tea, or coffee.
0: Is that about it? An egg. Oh, yeah. Decided. Fried egg.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It was all right, but... It's filling. Yeah. I didn't think it was... I would never order it <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't free. <laughs>
0: That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, the three of those aren't considered breakfast foods in the <laughs> United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, baked beans? What the fuck is that? Even just, the ham, really.
1: Well, you get bacon here, and they called it bacon. So. It's like back bacon. Yeah. So kind of it just smoked hog, which I guess is bacon. So what do we do? For some god-awful reason, we went to the beer store, and I dropped like 35 pounds on fucking beer. And then I think over the Which weekend we had
0: no opportunity to drink. Yeah,
1: I end up trying to bring them to the venue, and you could kind of sneak a few beers, but you didn't, you know, you didn't want to get caught. So I just have them early or have them late after we left the venue. So I ended up drinking like four of them for fucking thirty something pounds. Fucking, and then I think we end up giving them to the fucking less the morning you picked us up. But mm-hmm. that was a bit of a disappointment because there was some awesome fucking beers in that selection. So it was pretty done. Some beers that like Newcastle, but versions of it I've never seen here
0: before. Yeah. That was
1: cool. We end up having a pub dinner with Ricky and Diesel, and then Helen showed up, and we mm-hmm. ended up going over to Dan's house. Um, that was cool. So we got there, and Wayne was hanging out. So we met fucking like, Dan and Wayne. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> These are super cool, man. It was fun. Yeah. Um, I like Wayne a lot. He's, he's a yeah. real fucking hobby guy. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. Um, yeah, we end up recording, but I was probably four tall boys of fosters and maybe three yeah, or four bars strong, beers. strong bows yeah i was pretty fucking drunk by the time we recorded mm-hmm. um he ended up sticking it on the saucy section i think <laughs> so uh, listen, yeah. since our podcast is free i have a hard time like paying for content elsewhere so i haven't listened to it but we'll see um I am intrigued. I'm also a little bit afraid because I know we <laughs> fucking drunk. Like, God, we probably sound like total fucking idiots, but mm-hmm. not that we haven't done this one drunk our fair share of times. And then, let's see, fucking Raj passed out on Dan's couch.
0: <laughs> yeah, turns out staying up really late several weeks in a row before a major trip is yeah. pretty much a bad idea.
1: Yeah, you crashed out early. Seemingly every every day. I didn't night.
0: have any gas left to me. Like once I was tired. Yeah. Like I was. It was done. You did
1: all right when you got crunked up that night, but we'll get to that. (laughs) At least you
0: made it late, but it was a... Yeah, we'll get to that. uh, (laughs) Even still, like, I'm trying to catch up. Like, when I go to sleep, normally I don't sleep that well, but, like, when I... I just pass out now. (laughs) Or even, like, a week after. Yeah. Like, it's still... Like I just go to bed and wake up yeah, it gets like at six thirty. No. It's it's pretty awesome actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the f I am did not
1: fucking sleep at all last night. Mm-hmm. I was all stoked up about my new cell phone and these property investments yeah. I was looking at right before bed.
0: So hopefully my yeah. body recovers. This might be I might have done permanent damage to myself. <laughs>
1: now you actually to paint sleep. trying to this army, yeah. Oh, That's the kind of damage I could go for though. <laughs> but uh Rather than the damage I did to myself in the UK where I got fucking <laughs> drunk more often than not. So, yeah, all right. Well, that was Thursday, good. though. Mm-hmm. But it was a good time. It was cool to meet Wayne and Dan. and uh,
0: Yeah, they are cool. It
1: was awesome of Ricky to take us around and show us shit. Awesome, yeah. And we even tried to, at one point, set some stuff up with the Black Sun boys, but they're just way too fucking far away to make anything happen mm-hmm. there. So. Fucking Friday, man. Another proper English breakfast
0: in the morning. <laughs> we asked for... A- if they had a smaller version of it. Yeah. <laughs> which they said that they could do that. And then it looked. And then it was exactly pretty much the same. The same.
1: <laughs> Here you go, boys. Yeah. And then she's like, well, he said he really. He, he said he thought he made something. it smaller. Yeah. <laughs> he only has one setting for the proper English breakfast. <laughs> when we described the breakfast at Diesel, though. He had never even heard of it, so...
0: <laughs> no, he said that it should have hash browns, oh, okay. The one would have hash browns. Yeah. But the other B&B we went to, also, it was the same, it, was it didn't exact have any hash fucking browns. fucking same, yeah. Except f- better. Except better quality. <laughs> like,
1: all oh, the items were better quality, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Ricky picked us up and took us over to the venue in the early afternoon. Um, yeah. The venue, uh, so fucking, just like a tech... tech- Tech college, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, the gymnasium was set up with all the tables, um, and then right outside the, the gymnasium, there's like a little bar area, just a commons area. So there's a bunch of tables set up out in there too. And there's um, like
0: a cafeteria.
1: Yeah, yeah. there's the cafeteria section where they're
0: serving British school food. You got. Three, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah,
1: three pounds seventy-five worth of food as a part of your ticket every day. So um, see the weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weird school eats. There was some. Even the things that looked like things we would have here didn't taste the same. <laughs> so it was pretty cool to eat in the cafeteria there. I really got a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what else about the hall? Only well, hey, real complaint I have is that the fucking tables in the big boy room were packed in there pretty fucking tight you you're always having someone you're in their way you're always rubbing butts with people and you'll get that here in tournaments too you know that's just the downfall of a huge fucking tournament
0: expanded it at the last minute (coughs) from 170 whatever up to 200 and they end up getting i think like 100 193 or something like that yeah that's definitely 90s
1: biggest tournament i've ever done then
0: yeah i think the biggest one i've been to was hillbilly in know eight yeah and that was like 120 some people sure and i think last year's adepticon well, might have been in the in 140s that yeah and then this year i think they're up to like the 170s yeah so it still wasn't as big sure so uh,
1: it was cool though it was a fucking it was a cool venue you know it was nice open it never got like hot and stinky in there so that was solid <laughs> yeah um yeah it, uh, Climate control was yeah. adequate. <laughs> well, the doors just get jammed open. You'd be freezing your balls off most of the time, but that's better than sweating and stinking. So, mm-hmm. had a couple fucking warm up games, buddy. Yeah. To so, show
0: people the proper way to play beasts. Yeah. Caught him out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, so my, my first game was against Kevin Weaver. Cool dude. Fucking, he talked a lot of trash online about <laughs> how he's going to clean my clock. That's he's known that. as kind of a filthmonger, apparently. But, Usually when people talk shit, whatever, I just shake my head, and I'm still going to do... I play this army enough that I'm still going to do the exact same thing, regardless of, like, whether you talk shit or not. So, had mm-hmm. um, yeah, two Demon Princes, three Chariots, super fucking tough build. Uh, what I, You know, against my army, the things I generally have problem with, he had a lot of that going on, so... Mm-hmm. For some god-awful reason. (laughs) That's all I have written down for his list. I guess those are the key points. One of them was his general. One of the Demon Princes was his general. And I don't think that guy flew. And then his non-general Demon Prince was flying. Um, Mm -hmm. So knowing that the Demon Princes have fucking armor and can cause me some problems, I just made it a point to... Put the fucking bestigor over in that area, and then try and chaff him up so that. Oh yeah, he did have Throg in a big unit of fucking trolls. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, I end up luring his demon princes into charging the bestigor. I uh, so he had ended up with his general in the front, and then the flying demon prince in the rear, um, mm-hmm. and. I just kept bubbling soul blight and over like three or four turns, I just whittled them down and killed them both. (laughs) It was fucking glorious. And I could see like his composure kind of falling apart as it was going on. Like, Oh shit. I'm kind of on the ropes here. I think you might get me. And then, Oh man. One's down. I'm definitely not going to win this now. And then the second one, well, that one was my general. Um, you know, I don't feel like I got very lucky in terms of dice. It was just average rolling, and he didn't get, get exceedingly lucky or unlucky either. So it was just fucking bubbling that soul blight made the day. Um, I had Throg and his big fucking mob of trolls charge into uh, the gores. Mm-hmm. And the same bubbled soul blight was off at the time. So I killed half those oh, fuckers I and they, they never even got the swing. <laughs> yeah. Because the gore just deal out so many fucking wounds, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was at plus one strength for the banner and he was at minus one tough. So just fucking mow those fuckers down, ended up breaking them, catching mm-hmm. them. That was the end of that. Um, anyways, it was a fun game. Yeah. I was I was glad I won just because he talks <laughs> so much uh, shit.
0: Solid accomplishment because in at the end of the tournament yeah, game six he was Kev on, was table, on one. table one. Yeah, by so it, Andy Avery
1: with the same fucking list. Mm-hmm. Turns out the same list that fuck. Apparently, I played like a muppet in the fucking whole <laughs> tournament. I did really well in the warm up game against the fucking dude that made it to table one game six. I was thinking about that like, what the fuck is my problem? <laughs> Somewhere I built up some bad fucking karma. I'm not sure where, but. Anyway, I ended up taking a 15-5 off Kev, so... It was good, though. He's a good guy. I liked playing him. Mm hmm So, second game I played against Ricky Mee, fucking Chippy Brick, the guy who had taken us around the day before, and uh, he had demons with a double cannon, great unclean one, big block of fucking plague bearers, all that kind of stuff, so... I just thought I was just going to sit back, try and snipe him out, like, maybe kill his BSB and pick on him a bit i really didn't know what to do about the great unclean one so i decided i was just going to keep purple sunning it (laughs) so on turn two the fucker died to purple sun (laughs) and then once that went down i had magical dominance so i just fucking moved up and went for the kill um Mm. we ended up playing we weren't really sure but we we thought we played like seven or eight turns but i ended up beating up on him pretty good so um but ricky's he's a good sport he's a good guy so (laughs) it was So after two good wins in my fucking practice game, I was feeling pretty good going into the fucking (laughs) tournament, bro. Like, these English guys don't know shit about war. I'm going to catch them out, bro. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what about you? You you played Steve Wren, right? Uh, Yeah, I had two games. Well, my list that I ended up taking was Demon Prince, Mark (laughs) of Nurgle. He was a level four wizard using the lore of Nurgle. And... The idea for the Demon Prince was I took Epidemis as well. So if Epidemus got shot up, then I could still use, you know, the lore of Nurgle to boost my guys yeah. in combat. Sure. And then if the Demon Prince got shot up, then Epidemus's buffs would still hopefully save the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like the Nurgle stuff. Defensively, most of it's pretty awesome, but just on the attack side, you know, it's mostly strength four. The Plague Drones are strength five, but they only got three attacks. Sure. So, um, so yeah, the Demon Prince, Epidemus, and then I had a Herald of Nurgle. He was a BSB, and he had a Greater Gift, which... I defaulted at the fencers blades in okay. most of the games we so hit on sixes. <laughs> For core I had thirty plague bearers with the Manor of swiftness, full command. I had ten plague bearers with the champion standard and a lichbone pennant. Yeah. And those guys, if I was going against magic like lore of death stuff um and they didn't have any cannons or whatever so you, if i didn't to look out sir on epidemis i'd pop them in there to give them a four plus ward against magic stuff um i had two units of nurgle furies five of them four beasts of nurgle one beast of nurgle two skull cannons of corn and then five plague drones with a standard musician, gleaming pennant, and then they had that poison upgrades. So they would give Epidemus a four-plus lookout, sir, <laughs> if they're within three inches of them. Okay. So first game was against Ben Diesel. Oh, you played Deezy first, and yeah, huh? He was running a Warriors of Chaos Army that he had gotten painted just that week. He just picked up? like Yeah, just picked up the day I before. The day before <laughs> on, when we were hanging out with him Thursday. Yeah. He was talking with the guy who was painting them, and he had to go pick them up. And, I like, and think he had to paint some buildings or something for <laughs> uh, yeah. his terrain. Um, so, <laughs> played against him. He was the first of three Warriors games that I played against. And, yeah, I think the Warriors is a, not a great matchup for the Demons because they don't have a great answer for the Demon Prince. Yeah. Especially if you're running the Nurgle stuff. It's all strength four. Um, So, this was the first of three games where you got the Demon Prince into the Beast of Nurgle, and then those suckers can hold them up, and then hopefully you can deal with everything else. I don't know. It ended up being... I can't remember hardly anything about this, except he got two first turn, like, a 11-inch charge it. He needed 11 <laughs> on the dice. He got two of those. And it ended up being—oh, the other thing I remember was I miscast, like, the first spell, and my level 4 went to a level 1. Ooh. So I didn't cast any spells. Uh, but but ended up being a draw, like within a hundred points or whatever. Oh, nice! Yeah, and You're the DZ was pretty disappointed. Contain the DZ beast. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second game I had was against Steve Wren, who's using a well converted Empire army. Sure. And yeah, this one, this one was it was going okay. I think Empire, you know, they got a lot of war machines. Yeah. So you kind of got to go at them, and you know, I don't want to take the Demon Prince out. I don't want to put Epidemus out this one i just put him out there epidemis to see you know see what he could take what kind of shooting and stuff sure so he survived all the cannonballs and stuff but then once he got into combat i ended up losing him to like a, because the beasts and nurgle were locked up with the demigriffs yeah so they couldn't really do much and the beasts and nurgles couldn't do much so i threw epidemis in there just to throw more you know throw more attacks in there hopefully he'll roll some ones to sure uh wound bet like you want a combat by one and like i think i rolled like an 11 or something yeah you just poofed (laughs) demas and then my general my demon prince was getting into the action once the cannons were gone um and i did a dimensional cascade with him, <laughs> so he got lost. Him, and then I needed his leadership for some of the other checks, and I started failing. So it was looking like I was going to win by a bit, and then with that, it ended up being another draw. So uh, okay. A hundred points. Sure. So Turns out that's they the were secret. good, good <laughs> test games. Those are the first. I since the book came out, I haven't played anything. I, <laughs> I hadn't tested my list. Yeah, so it was good to get some practice in before so sound, the game started in earnest.
1: Sound like Diesel lived up to his stories because his fucking Warhammer stories are just hilarious. Yeah. So I needed to roll
0: a double six. Bam, rolled it. He took it off. Well, he had two. Yeah, <laughs> like two charges where he needed twelves. Yeah. And then two where he like needed elevens, and he made both of the elevens with double sixes. <laughs> and then, like for the twelve for the twelves, he, he rolled like a ten or something, so he didn't make those. Yeah. He was complaining. Ah, oh, should made
1: it like bro you shouldn't have made any of those (laughs) fucking things apparently diesel is fucking 75 25 odds 50 50 Mm -hmm. odds he's gonna make that but it's just hilarious listening to that dude talk about his games (laughs) it's always about how well he rolled how his opponent's (laughs) 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 army got taken off (laughs) it was very entertaining for me but so
0: there, it, was, it was good. It was, yeah, I, I was liking the demons.
1: Saturday. Then that was the night Diesel got fucking proper yeah, wasted. Friday day. night. Was oh yeah, yeah. We Friday night. So this so was, we ended up
0: going out with the Black Sun Boys. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, was I can't? We went out two nights with these dudes, yeah. and, and one night together. we got Curry and Raj got crunked. Was this the night the feats of strength broke out in the bar later? Yeah, on? I think
0: we were at the venue really late. So then when we did go out, it was. Like, one bar was closed, one wasn't letting people in, and then one bar, when we got there, was basically a last call.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, oh, yeah, that's when Diesel dropped, like, went in there, orders a ton of drinks, and and the guy's like, 55 pounds, Mm -hmm. and Diesel starts freaking out. So (laughs) I gave him 24 pounds. Somebody else threw him a bunch of money, too. She was fucking complaining about it, but... but, Uh,
0: Yeah, I think you arm wrestle Aaron Bailey. Yeah. He's the toughest of them.
1: Yeah, he was way stronger. Well, first, I arm wrestled. Was it Aaron first? Yeah, and I beat Aaron. And then they threw Diesel up (laughs) after Diesel had fucking squashed Chris Tomlin in an arm wrestling match. (laughs) So then I arm wrestled Diesel. And Diesel, I don't know if he's just wasted or just weak, but it was like no challenge. I was just fucking with him the whole time. Tomlin's just cracking up because Diesel's like fucking neck is just... jowls. jowls are just fiercely shaking. Diesel looked pretty mad during that, but... I think then we went outside and Yeah, Diesel was
0: getting fucking wasted.
1: Yeah, well Diesel snatched that one dude's beer, dude who bought me a drink, and then that dude why didn't did take kindly wanna, to it. Even though he was that a why tiny they dude got into that's like what a started fight? Diesel just kept grabbing his beer and drinking it all. <laughs> So then they end up getting in a friendly fight where there's no face punches and no fucking kicking in the balls. So Diesel's just throwing these huge meat hooks at the guy's yeah, torso, he's like
0: throwing the... bashing him we with call his them farmer forearm. punches yeah. where he's kind of swinging wide. And Windm- he's like hitting him with like with his forearm windmills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so they
1: have that this was big scrap. Awesome. <laughs> Moe's hanging out. God, I don't know why Mo fucking hangs out with these. D- Mo doesn't drink. He just deals with this drama and bullshit. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Mo, and that that poor bu- bastard. <laughs> he he just tries to keep everybody from, I guess, getting too fucking hurt or something. But I think Annie oh, wow. was hanging out. Amit was there. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, mm-hmm. I met. I got to meet all the smokers pretty well, so talked to Amit a bit. Um,
0: Diesel went on to throw around weird pylons and, like, construction Oh, yeah. markers and stuff like that
1: oh yeah diesel ripped up a whole construction site i got a ton of video from this night too but i probably won't ever do anything with it it's just diesel <laughs> like this car pulls up and stops as diesel's wrecking a construction site and then he picks up this big fucking heavy sign and everybody's like dude you should probably get out of here right now <laughs> go, go, go! Diesel starts coming back so then the dude takes off <laughs> 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 we went by there the next day as we were going out and the fucking whole thing's still just wrecked. <laughs> All the little barriers are busted over and shit and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was fucking hilarious, so these little fucking he puts it away but he really acts out quite a bit too, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's a fucking I don't know. When you get old, you just get wasted, and I can handle your eye, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did over here. Used to walk around neighborhoods and bash up shit all night. Yeah. So that's a, that was, seems funnier when you're. Years a kid. Ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, a age. yeah. Let's take a break. Then we'll talk about fucking the tournament itself. Sure. So, anyways, so Saturday, uh, Kev Weaver came and picked us up, took us over to the venue. Yeah. Much Pick fucking appreciated, both buddy. Both days. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, so it's fucking... To worry about that. Super good of him, despite me beating up on him in a
0: <laughs> vicious game of Beastmen <laughs> Warhammer. He would have been well within his rights. <laughs> To simply not pick us up. To abandon us completely.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> got a case of the fucking Beastman AIDS after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, And then shout out to Greg Dan and the Hydras Club for... They hooked us up with terrain. Yeah. Uh, everybody was, awesome. was required to bring four pieces of terrain. And as you moved tables, you had to bring your terrain with you. So that was a bit, bit different from tournaments here. But mm-hmm. uh, Greg and the Hydras hooked us up. And it was very much appreciated. So one less thing. We had the fucking haul over there. Excellent. So
0: Yeah. Uh, let's Thanks, see. Greg.
1: Yeah. Tournament started. Um, game one, buddy. Let's get into it. Game one. I started cool against show. a yeah. lizard man guy. His name was Gareth Parfit. Uh, he's rocking lizards with Big Buck, a Temple Guard, and a Slan, two units of Scrox, Hero on a Cold Lawn, some Skinks, Sally's, you know, some of the little shit as well, so... uh I started just by slowly moving forward. Him on turn one, I was able to spirit leech the hero on a cold one dead. So that worked out all right. Ended up, I had doom and darkness one of his units nearby, but stupid slayin'. Got leader 10 anyway, so I didn't end up panicking. <laughs> um, Stupid slam. After that, I still slowly moved up a bit and uh, just kept spirit leeching the croxagore that were in the Scrox units. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I can pop a couple of those guys out of there. And then it worked out well for me because he had a big unit of Temple Guard and Scrox that were in the open. And then next to the Temple Guard on the other side, there was a unit of, another unit of Scrox and they got blocked up behind the building, so he couldn't bring them all to bear on me. So... Uh, I just went in and fucking completely destroyed a Scrox unit with the fucking gore. They don't fucking, they don't fuck around when it comes to killing skinks. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I end up breaking them. And then um fortunately he ended up doing a miscast and then killing a good chunk of the temple guard for me. So he helped me out there and I don't know, just came in. Beat him up. I think the bestagor got entangled uh, with the temple guard, grounded out for a few turns. But as soon as I had contact with the Slam, that was the end of that. So, and you know, I had stubborn crown on my lord, so I mm-hmm. wasn't going anywhere, and he wasn't going anywhere either. But uh, after the temple guard and the Slam were gone, managed to get the gore into the other Scrox unit as well, pick them apart. Um, One thing that went pretty shitty for me this game is the skinks just peppered the shit out of my chariots and were able to kill them all. I couldn't make a fucking armor save to save my life.
0: Usually that's an okay target. Yeah. You just need one wound and you still have all the killing power.
1: Yeah. It was was a bit disappointing, so... Turns out my four plus armor save ability just isn't there, and uh, <laughs> so he got a he got a bit of points off me that way. But I still ended up catching a twenty nil off him. But Garrett's like, yeah, good sport; he's a good guy to play. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a fun game. It's a good start to the tournament for me, anyways.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, I played Dave Hampton. He was an orcs and goblins player. Yeah, you had all the war machines, <laughs> uh, some manglers, big unit of savages with the general BSB and the level four unit of trolls and then we get a unit of gabos yeah with two shamans in there and this one he ended up getting the table side this is one of the boards where both of the buildings are on the same side okay so i didn't have any cover first turn he didn't target the demon prince he went for the skull cannons yeah and he didn't didn't really do Ooh. anything to him. <laughs> okay. So, my second turn, I moved up, moved the Demon Prince straight across on one flank. So, I was sheltering him from all of the war machines except one stone thrower could see him. Yeah. And he shoots that stone thrower the next turn, gets a direct hit, kills the Demon Prince. This <laughs> seems to be. The theme for the weekend was if they ever got a shot at Epidemus or Demon Prince with a War Machine, they'd kill him in one hit. <laughs> However, the Skull Cannons were invulnerable to dozens and dozens of War Machine <laughs> attempts to kill them. Um, so once the Demon Prince was dead, um, that was pretty much one of the only things he got. Smushed a Mangler with a Beast of Nurgle. Smushed the other one with the Unit of Furies, he killed four. And then that <laughs> one Fury went on to kill A stone thrower, a bolt thrower, a uh, a, a doom diver, and then I think it's like a fourth bolt thrower before he was taken out.
1: That's some real bullshit right
0: there. But I was able to soup up the Epidemus power by killing all those gobos. Yeah. So I ended up putting the a big horde, my big Plague Bear unit. I put Epidemus in there, I put the BSB in there, I went, fuck it, Like I gotta go all in. <laughs> and since they are boosted, it, it took a few rounds, but uh, killed killed the orcs, killed the killed the shaman, killed the BSB, and then killed the general yeah. you know, challenge with, with my BSB, and broke their stubborn and got them down. So it ended up being a, a 20-0 for uh, me. You took a 20-0 as well, huh? Yeah, the, nice. the characters once... Like the plague Bears get pretty good once they're beefed up, but you know they just have one attack each, but then, like Epidemus and the herald once they're souped up, they're strength six, tough six, and rerolling Wards killing blow got got everything on them so they actually I kind of used them to soak up a lot of attacks, yeah from from the uh savage orcs because I sure. had them off in a corner, so okay work worked pretty well, killed everything um pretty happy
1: so um, one thing we kind of touched on you know i mentioned that everybody had to bring their own uh, turn or terrain to the tournament Mm -hmm. so when you'd rock up to a table both sides of the table there was a little map (laughs) taped down and it had exactly what the layout for the terrain should be uh, for that table so i thought that was actually a really good idea Mm -hmm. because you know a lot of times shit gets shifted around sometimes you have to call a to over to move some terrain around for you after someone else clearly moved it from where it should have been so uh, that was a good idea. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms, in terms of bringing your own train, I didn't care too much for that. But
0: yeah, it's like another thing to haul between the tables.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know your hands are full, fucking jammed was in there a, pretty good.
0: Most of trains was, <laughs> was okay painted. I mean, it didn't didn't detract anything necessarily, but it didn't really add anything. Yeah, I think there was a the contest. at Wapaka and uh, right, R-Star. star
1: There was a contest for best terrain, so they tried to encourage people to come out and, you know, get the trophy for it. But, mm-hmm. all right, so game two, I rocked up against Darren Watson. Um, I had a bit of a bad feeling having gotten a <laughs> 20-0 in the first round. <laughs> at some point, my luck was going to run out, so. Uh, Darren had VC. He's rocking a skelly bus with a super fighty lord, and then there's also like four or five other characters in that same unit. I don't know how many fucking skeletons are in there, but probably 50 or more. Just a huge bus. Um, Early game was going pretty well, so I decided the only way I was really going to be able to deal with that bus is to hit it in the front and the flank at the same time and to get the gore into the flank. So he, he kinda did me a favor by setting up his stuff off to his left flank. Um, so I just kinda slowly, you know, moved up. I was spirit leech in the terror guys. One of the terror guys charged into the ungor so I did, like, a wild form and ended up bringing it down. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other one I spirit leached and got it down to two wounds. Yeah, so double terror geist as well, if you haven't picked up on that already. but uh, So that one was down to two wounds. Mm-hmm. And later on in the game, the six skirmishing ungors shot at it and killed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty solid. But that's about the only thing that went well at that point in the game for me. So yeah, I moved my shit up. I had the best of set up to charge the front of the skelly bus. Um, and then the gore were coming around the flank he put the crypt was it cryptgeist horgeist what are the fucking flying dudes vargeist vargeist yeah that's it so he had a vargeist unit of six and he congo-lined him in front of the gore so I'm like well I'm not gonna not go in so I charged him and ended up killing them all and then I took a reform so I was in the perfect fucking position so I had the the Gore were ready to charge the flank. The fucking Bestagore were ready to charge the front of the Skelly Bus. And then I had a unit of Harpies sitting in front of the Skelly Bus to keep him from hitting the Bestagore on his turn. Mm-hmm. So in theory, whatever he did, he was going to be fucked. So what happened was he charged the Harpies, and I needed a tear check... <laughs> fail the terror check on an 11 because the beast lord was there yeah. and I, you know i've learned that lesson playing jared's vc several times you don't want the harpies on their own leadership so fucking assholes let me down again <laughs> so the harpies fucking panic from the terror and then he ends up hitting the bestigor, and that was pretty much the end of that he fucking mowed through those bros in like a turn mm-hmm. um and then at that point, I was like, wow, so I have nothing left that's even going to come close to dealing with that situation. So what I should have done is just back the fuck off and held some points. But my play style, I either get a 20 nil or I fucking 20 nil your ass. So there's very little middle ground for me. Maybe it's a Beastman thing as well. I don't know. But So at one point, I decided to charge the gore. And a Gore chariot and a razor gore chariot into the fucking Skelly bus. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the front. Fucking go in. I think he had just killed the BSB with a death sniper spell right before I had it right before I charge. And th- really I couldn't have gotten away from him anyway, so I don't know what else I would have done. I could have maybe chaffed him up with the chariots and held the points for the gore, but mm-hmm. in retrospect that would have been a better idea. But they all charge in. The fucking Vamp Lord kills Neither of my chariots had any wounds, so there's nine wounds worth of chariots there, four up armor, once, five of those wounds are toughness five, the other are toughness four. The vamp lord kills both chariots outright (laughs) (laughs) after I charged him, and then the gore just got fucking, Then you know, maybe they kill a handful of skellies, but Mm -hmm. it was a fucking disaster, so he (laughs) ends up fucking cleaning my clock pretty fucking good. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, I think early game there, my strategy was pretty sound, and if I guess my mistake there was, I had to bring take the BSB and the Gore out to swing them wide around, you know, so I could get the flank of that Skelly bus. But what that meant was that the Harpies weren't going to get a re-roll on their leadership test, which is why I put the Beast Lord there, um, but it turns out they needed it anyways. Um, and I'd say that is what ended up costing me the game. It was a calculated risk, um, but it, really I didn't have anything that was going to take that Skelly bus down. I might have hit that fucker as I planned and still got my ass handed to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the gore are... Really, gonna go through the skies, they're, yeah, yeah. They're gonna kill like fucking 20 or 30 dudes, and hopefully, I could have got some kind of fucking magic off to assist in that as well. So, I was feeling really, really good about that. But, death magic was fucking nasty too because he killed my level ones early and he fucking killed my BSB. Um, and that's gonna be kind of the theme for the tournament is shitty beast characters dying to fucking death <laughs> magic. So, I'll talk a little bit about ways I'm gonna try and mitigate that in the future, but yeah, I went down. And uh it's not the first time the Harpies <laughs> let me down. <laughs> I thought I learned the lesson. I tried to account for it, but no go. So Darren ended up taking twenty points off me there, so Mhm.
0: Okay. In game two I played a chap named Martin. He's playing Warriors of Chaos. He had a Demon Prince, a bunch of chariots, crushers, all that. Every army, warrior's army, had a BSB with (laughs) three-up, re-rolling ones, ward save. Yeah. Uh, With him, early on he got stuck in with the Beast of Nurgle with his Demon Prince. Sure. Like he went in on him, which I thought was great. And then (laughs) later he put the Zinch BSB in on him as well. Okay. And four wounds each, I think over three rounds of combat he made killed one of them (laughs) so with that going on i was able to concentrate the rest of my stuff you know free to maneuver and start taking out the chariots and stuff if you're playing warriors with demons you really need the cannons to be on uh in this game they they pretty much were okay and then so at one point you know it's clear that i start cleaning his clock and then it's looking like he's going to start pulling everything back sure and then the combat that turn, like my, I had moved my BSB into the Plague Bearers off killing stuff. And, uh, the Beasts of Nurgle, there's three of them. I rolled a double six Ooh. for the instability check. So yeah. they popped. And oh. I'm like, ugh. That's the only time that it happened during the during the eight games. Yeah. Well, it happened a few times, but I always had a reroll nearby. So, um,. So I was like, uh, and it was his turn next. So he turned the BSB and the Prince around, and everything was pointing at this big unit of plague bearers. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and uh, he ends up putting the crushers in. Like, he had to put in some dogs because they are in the way. He ended up putting his BSB in. <laughs> I had, like, a unit of furies just by happenstance next to the... Uh, unit the plague bear unit, so he couldn't put his demon prince in. But his demon prince, he wanted to go after the skull cannon or Epidemus, so he flew him off anyways. Yeah, uh, so he goes in with those and then a chariot as well against the plague bear. So crushers, chariot, dogs, and the BSB, and does a bunch of wounds, maybe like ten or something. Kills my BSB in close combat. Thought I could soak. Soak up that fucker, but <laughs> turns out they can always roll the fives to hit that they need. Turns that out every time I tried it with them. <laughs> and uh, so they ended up yeah, but they're demons, so took a few wounds, I still had like maybe fifteen or eighteen left out of the original thirty plus. Yeah. And then my next turn I was able to <laughs> flank the skull crushers and the chariot. The way it was, I could get both of them. They're like exactly a hundred mill- hundred millimeters out from um, the flank of the... Well, just the way that it was set up. So sure. the Plague drone's going on the flank. May have got some buffs off. Ended up killing the Chariot, do a bunch of wounds to the Crushers. He doesn't do shit to the Plague Bearer, so <laughs> break break the Crushers and just kill his BSB outright. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the, the way to get that guy is just, just static combat res. You're never yeah. going to kill him. Sure. So I was able to, against well, Diesel, huh. I did the same thing where he got stuck in the front and I just flanked him with the big play blur block and broke him through static combat res when I was playing Diesel. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get the crushers, but after that... Then it was just kind of nobody had an advantage, and there, that was kind of the end of the game. Even though there was another turn to go, sure. So it ended up being a, I got a fourteen to he got a six okay. because of that. So it looked uh-huh. looked bad when the the beast and Ergo popped, but it ended up getting me a bunch of points. So uh, sure, really changing the dynamic. So okay, game three then. Game three. So
1: I had dude Azdorn, was his name. He's one of the Norwegian dudes, one of the ETC players. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was there, he was just there with the Swedish guys. I don't know if they traveled together or what, but he had dark elves. He had a single hydra, harpies, three units of spear elves. Two of them were big, you know, around 30 ish, and then one of them was smaller, you know, 10 to 15 ish. Uh, two assassins, a cauldron, unkillable peglord. That's that's about it. Yeah, like a fire wizard as well as like a level 4 on death and then unit of it was like 18 witch elves as well. So mm-hmm. turn fucking 2, I was kind of trying to tease him out, so I moved the gore up a bit to give him a charge on the gore with one of the spear elf blocks, but he needed to roll pretty high, like a 9 or a 10 to get it. And I figured he probably wouldn't take it. Uh, so I was trying to pull out the Peg Lord and tie him up for a while. Mm-hmm. He's have pretty decent luck getting the gore to be able to kill those kinds of, what people call, unkillable characters. I brought down just more of those fucking... Siege of guys. Attacks, yeah, you just yeah. dish out so many attacks that, you know, they roll enough wounds, they're gonna die. and they, Or yeah, dice, they're gonna die. And they only have two or three wounds. So he gives a <laughs> fuck. But... So he ends up getting the charge with the Spear Elves. He ends up getting the fucking... Peglord in there as well um, skunks the BSB he got he reduced my strength by three he also reduced my weapon skill mm-hmm. so s- kills the fucking gore <laughs> long story short the gore break runaway it wasn't the end of the world because then the young gore were able to like charge into the spear elves and caused a bunch of ruckus on that side of the table though because the Ungor <laughs> then are like fuck it we're going in and they charge out and they end up like all the way across the table by the end of the fucking game other than the Ungor though because the Ungor generally aren't worth shit so you know they're very expendable and I thought I could get some points from them so sent them out uh, which they end up causing that his unit fled and then I charged him with a razor gore that was off on the side so then they fled again like right back through my ungor uh, so that spear elf unit ended up like way on the other side of the table cuz it ended up popping through my whole army uh-huh. um, and then but that left the ungor in a pretty good position to flank the other spear elves and you know cause them some serious grief in the backfield i took the main bulk of my force at that point though which really was just the best of Gore, uh, a couple of chariots that were chilling out with them consolidated and then tried to focus on magic i was a bit desperate at that point because i'd lost the gore um Mm -hmm. so and his spear elves had gotten away from me when i try to try to catch him i just shot a purple sun out it ended up going through a whole unit of 30 spear elves which were you know five wide and deep and then it also caught the cauldron out so i killed the Uh, cauldron yeah he got a face on when that happened he wasn't wasn't very happy (laughs) killed the cauldron the assassin failed his lookout sir and then rolled the six and (laughs) (laughs) died. so i got some points and it really was just desperation. I had to make something happen there. And you could tell the dude knew the rules well, but. Um, and, you know, I later talked to uh, Russ, who was helping out run the tournament, about this. And, like, what the dude would do is, for instance, those Spear Elves, he would move them an inch or two forward, and then he would go, like, move his Harpies, and then he would come back to that same block of Spear Elves he had already moved, and he would just shift them, like, an inch to the right. Mm-hmm. And then he would fucking. Yeah. So he kept coming back to units, moving them. His, the dude's movement faces were taking like 25 fucking minutes at a pop. It was at a point where I'm just sitting there watching this go on, and we're on like table 46. There's, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. I'm just giving him kind of a funny look, and he's pulling all this crazy bullshit with the movement face. He would fly his harpies like 12 to 15 inches, go move something else, go back to the harpies, fly them fucking somewhere else, <laughs> and, you know to me, whatever, it seemed like he was probably moving them in the range where they could have gotten to anyways, but it just makes for a really fucked up game of Warhammer, uh, which I didn't care for that style of play at all. And then, you know, he had his Witch Elves and the dude's on the fucking ETC, he knows the fucking rules. Never once did he take a frenzy check until I reminded him for the Witch Elves. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of fucking bad karma caught him out because then he ended up having to declare a a charge on me and, like, charged out, and I was able to catch the Witch Elves out with, uh... One of the Razor Gore chariots, and then that left their flank exposed to the Bestigor. So the Bestigor ready to go in, wipe them out, and that would have gave me a really good overrun into the big block of Spiro. So I was pretty stoked about that. Um, at one point, his Hydra had panicked. From uh, one of my chariots had broken a small unit. Maybe some skirmishing fuckers in the back or something. So the Hydra had panicked and I doom and darkness the fucker. And then it, mm-hmm. right, it was one turn from running off the table when he finally dispelled that. <laughs> he wouldn't have dispelled it, the bastard would have been off too. So that's really my only way of dealing with those fucking bastards. I think it fled when uh when the cauldron died is what it was. Mm. But uh so anyways he ended up getting his hydra back, which was not good for the Ungor later on in the game. <laughs> <laughs> But so what the game came down to, then we end up having this huge fucking issue. Uh, the bestagor we're about to charge the flank of his witch elves. Um, like on my turn, so on his turn, one of my my last level one is chilling right next to the bestagor. So he fireballs the dude and ends up getting three on it. So I'm like, well, I get a lookout, sir, because I'm within three inches of the bestagor. He's like, no, no, you don't. I'm like, well, yes, I do. And he's like, So we talk about it for a while. He pulls up some rules, and I'm like, well, this is how we play it in the States. So if it's cool, I'm just going to go ask because I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, okay, go ask. So I went, and I talked to Wayne, and Wayne's like, you better ask Russ that shit because I'm not getting involved. <laughs> so then I asked Russ, and Russ is like, yeah, you do get a lookout, sir. It's in the fact that magic missiles are treated as shooting, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. I go back to the dude. I'm like, yeah, says I get the lookout, sir. And he's like, I don't believe you. Let's go ask them together. <laughs> like you got to fucking be kidding me. And I, at this point, I'm like, look, dude, why don't I just roll them? And if I fail them, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I failed them, so it, who gives a shit? He's like, no, 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 you're not taking those. We're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, dude. So we go over there and ask, and then... Russ is Russ is like, he gets the lookout. Sir rolls, and then the dude starts arguing with him about. And Russ is like, dude, it's in the fact. Look in the fucking fact. So the guy gets kind of stuffy about it. We go back to the table. He's fucking. And hey, mind you, this is the bro that's been exploiting the rules all fucking game and playing like a real dick. And he's like. Brings up the fucking FAQ. It's mm-hmm. like, look right here, it says it doesn't say what he said, it says what I thought, so I'm right. And I'm like, Bro, I don't give a fuck. So at that point I just fucking rolled them. And I failed them anyway, so it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> um and it, what a fucking like yeah, I don't know. Just super exploitive, not a fun guy to play. So that guy died, and then the Besta panicked. I needed a ten, I rolled an eleven. Bestigor, level four, beast lord, all run off the table. So at that point, it was a fucking 20-0. I think I had Ungor on the table. So I'm like, well, didn't do me well last time just to start charging shit. So I tried to run away, but he had like three turns left to get me. So mm-hmm. this was just a fucking terribly not fucking fun game, dude. It's, it was probably the worst game of Warhammer I've ever had in my life. And it was <laughs> you know, just due to his play style, like the way he would move his models. He would ignore the rules that he fucking clearly knew. Um hmm And then try to get up my ass about rules. So it's, I don't know. I don't care to play that style. Like, uh, that's fine. I get it. You want to win. But, dude, we're on table 46. We're fucking, we've both been 20 0 there already. (laughs) So I think we could have just had a fun game. But hell no. He wasn't having it. Plus, he didn't even have his supplies. Like, he didn't have a fucking tape measure. So, like,
0: Uh anyway. That sucks.
1: Yeah, and when, when the bros' movement phases are that long and he keeps apologizing for taking so long, well, maybe if you just move each unit one fucking time, <laughs> it wouldn't be as much of a problem, buddy. but anyway, I don't know. It really turned me off to ETC kind of play. And, I, you know, I was talking to, to Russ about that, who had some gloriously funny fucking ETC <laughs> stories. And he's like, you know, England team, we don't play that way. We fucking get up people's ass for doing that. So it sounded like it was just some of the other countries allow that kind of shit. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't fun. It wasn't what I hoped to see, but. It was all right. It was what it was. So I went down 20-0 in the end, though.
0: Another fucking failed panic check <laughs> on a fucking tenor, dude. Okay. I also played a ETC guy. His name is Oystein. I believe he was on the Swedish team. Yeah. And he was running Chaos Dwarves. His list was really interesting. He had a, like, 20-ish, 20-plus unit of warriors with a BSB and a Sorcerer Lord in there. He had a unit of, like... 30 some hobgoblins, and then the rest was a Hell Cannon, two of the Iron Demons, yep. and then a Kadai Destroyer. Okay. So he moved up. He got first turn. Um, if I can move the Kadai Destroyer straight full ahead, his full move moved the Iron Demon over there, <laughs> and then my turn, charged it in the front with Plague Drones, and charged the flank of the Kadai with. The fucking beast of Nurgle and just killed it outright with poison attacks. <laughs> Son
1: of a bitch! That
0: <laughs> uh, was pretty glorious. <laughs> he's Oystein was, uh, was uh, he was kind of a quiet player. He didn't say much, but he's I uh, did not expect that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then his next turn, he concentrated fire on the beast of Nurgle, uh, but I got two into one of the Iron Demons and my little single one into the iron the other one. So they have a lot of impact hits and shit when they charge ahead, but once they're stuck in combat, the only thing they have is three crew attacks and then a thunder stomp. So you can't thunder stomp the beast. So once you're in, you're in. Now they are toughness eight, eight wounds with a three up armor. Um, so it's kind t- of t- tough to get the points to kill them. But I was yeah. able to nickel and dime them. <laughs> uh, the two two beasts of Nurgle, uh killed their beast, their their demon on like turn. Five, I think. Oh, shit, something yeah. like that. Just with the poisons. And the other guy was whittling <laughs> his down, and then they turned around and then went into the other one that was going against the single. <laughs> ended up killing that before the end <laughs> of the game. I got the... Plague drones or got into the Hobgoblins because once I got close to the warrior unit of dwarves, he pulled out this super long lumen tray that kinda looked like you'd use for shooters or something. (laughs) But he put it down and he reformed to two two wide and then like (laughs) fifteen or what a sixteen deep. (laughs) And it turns out that the general had a stubborn crown, sure. But then the the BSB I think just the plain dwarf rules are that they're stubborn in units. Okay something like that. Sure. (laughs) So I'm like looking at that.
1: I'm like, well... Oh. Going to need to flank this.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Plague Drones are killing the hobgobs. I should be able to reform, go in the flank. So I'm like, well, looks like I'm going to have to kill all these fuckers. <laughs> so I put put the Plague Bear Horde in, and just, you know, I can only get... In the front? Yeah, in oh, the front. Three so guys. Get, yeah, three three guys, but you're in a horde, so you just start plugging away at them. And then while well, this is going on, the hell cannon. Yeah, those things are fucking solid. For oh yeah, point. I got
1: I got some stories about
0: them yet. It's like a, I don't know. Don't bother shooting it with your artillery. Cause you can't.
1: Don't bother charging it either. But we'll get to that. <laughs> now well, with, with my stuff, I
0: would. have got yeah. poison, decent strength, but yeah. yeah, like your skull cannons will blow up before you kill the hell cannon. <laughs> I think I shot twelve shots at it. <laughs> um, blew up one of the cannons, so. You know, my general in the Ipademia are just hanging behind this building, just waiting for this Hell Cannon to die and uh <laughs> never left the protection of the building. <laughs> it's kind of a recurring theme throughout the tournament. Um, <laughs> can't risk it bro yeah because they got five up ward five up handlers they can take both and then once you hit it it's got five wounds so i successfully hit it once and i then i think i did three wounds oh so that made it to the end of the game uh every turn he's trying to purple sun with his sorcerer lord yeah and i'm stopping it um he ends up getting an irresistible one off and fucking plows that through severely to please the Plague Bearer. But the miscast, he rolls the dimensional cascade, sucks him in. (laughs) So I'm like, ah, yeah, not stubborn anymore, but eh, the BSB. Um, At the end of the game, they had the Plague Drones in their flank. Last turn, there was the BSB with one wound left, and then there was one like <laughs> the standard bear or whatever was left. Wow. <laughs> so so it ended up being an eighteen-two still, but okay. it was close. So you're a but so hell cannon man. was left. Yeah, and then so
1: wow, sad, but all right. You said he was one of the Swedish ETC guys, but yeah, did he seem like a cool, like friendly dude or?
0: Yeah, he's fine. He's quiet. Like yeah. he didn't have much move. Like he moved those two things forward on the first turn, and then. My turn, I charged him, and then he just shot with the machines. Yeah. His second turn, and then the only other move he did was that reform. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't,
1: you know, I was talking about the dude I played, Asjorn. You know, I talked to him before and even after the game. And he was a fine dude. Like, beforehand, we were joking and chatting and stuff, so I didn't, I wasn't trying to make the dude sound like a dick or anything. Just the style of Warhammer was the dicky part about him. So, um, mm-hmm. in terms of you know, just chatting a bit, he was, he was a cool guy. But, so. Uh, after that, we fucking had some beers with the Black Sun Boys. Yeah. All right. This is where we're going to break the episode. Yeah. Shit's just too long. We're no fucking garish hammer. <laughs> 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 this will be the end of the first part of the episode, and then we'll put the rest out as the next episode. So fucking suck my balls, dude. That's
0: my beast.